the next level experience and and wisdom and clarity that becomes available is is just off the hook. Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries, and normalize the supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of our universe. If you have an unusual knowledge or unique story you'd love to share, reach out to me at supernormalized at proton.me. Let's make the supernatural the new normal. Today on Supernormalize, we welcome Tracy King, the host of Greedy Mystic Podcast and Transformational Coach. Tracy is a transformational teacher and intuitive channel who activates potential in her clients. With her expertise, Tracy helps individuals navigate their awakening journey by providing clarity and guidance. Her goal is to help people embody the soul self, just like the spiritual alchemists of old. Tracy shares her transformational formula of align, allow and be through her channeling and teaching. In conversations about the science of soul, Tracy brings a fresh perspective that helps people find their bearings and embrace their authentic selves amidst these turbulent times. Known for her coming presence, she connects individuals with an inner wisdom and offers practical tools and techniques to unlock their potential. As a transformational coach, Tracy is passionate about accelerating the evolution of consciousness through her work. Before we start today, I just want to say that if you enjoy audio journeying with me, the best way to support Supernormalize is to help me reach more curious minds like yours. So, dear listener, I personally invite you to open up your podcast app right now and hit up the five-star rating, and please let the algorithms know that this is a conversation worth spreading, so you can tell the world and your friends how much you love the show. Welcome to Supernormalize, Tracy. So, Tracy... um. You are a transformational coach of sorts. Um, can you detail that? I mean, you're also the host of the Gritty Mystic Podcast. How do those things come together to, to be? What, what's going on there? Ah, ah, great question. Oh, how far back do we go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did this start? What's your origin story? <laughs> well, you know, um, Gritty Mystic is born out of my own um, awakening process, um, which was kicked off with with what I affectionately call my dumpster fire moment <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah, when right. I was just um, hyper aware of how un, how out of alignment everything in my life was and yeah. um, just this intense knowing that there was something more that I really was you know being called to pay attention to to do to become but it, I was trapped in this way of being all of these agreements that I had made that um, were in alignment with the religion I was raised in, but um, just wasn't me. What religion were you raised in? I was raised in Christianity and evangelicalism, Ah, um, very Pentecostal um, variety, and then transitioned into Calvinism, which is basically intellectual fundamentalism <laughs> well, at least you, yeah, wow it sounds like you got the interesting ones at least <laughs> oh man it's insidious though it's insidious and and so i you know women weren't allowed to go to seminary and this branch that i was a part of and so i did my own study because i was interested in the historical cultural context of yes. of scripture and things like that and just the pieces started to disintegrate. All of the connective tissue, all of the belief structure just started right. to disintegrate when I realized that um, uh, there was more to this story that wasn't being told. Mm. And and that um, there was an entirely different conversation happening. And so, long story short, um, I came to a point where I realized that I was in an abusive marriage. I was in an abusive religious structure. And 
somewhere <laughs> within me, I found the ability to say no to that, that yes. I was no longer going to um, participate in that and perpetuate that. And that was the beginning of this, this journey of, of healing and recovery. And what I realized, the steps of spiritual alchemy that later led me to want to really help other people who are finding themselves in the grit and the, um, the growth of, of this transformational process. Mm -hmm. And so Gritty Mystic on the podcast, um, I meet with all kinds of coaches and healers and practitioners of all types that are coming alongside and helping people in the different, the different parts of the spiritual alchemy journey um, in our journey of becoming and yes. my own coaching, which I hesitate to call it coaching, but that's the word that I have right now, <laughs> really yeah. helping people anchor into that soul self perspective, mm. really getting clarity on, you know, what they came here to do and be and stepping more confidently in that. Excellent. Excellent. So as a part of that personal growth and your rejection of the uh, religious structures that you were raised in, did you lose your faith entirely or did you find another way of looking at it? Well, I lose, I lost faith in institutional structures of religion. Yes. So I don't participate in any religion whatsoever. But I realized how expansive my own being is and yes. how interconnected everyone is. And so my, if you want to call it belief structure, um, is I shifted in my understanding of the reality of all things. And mm. so that, I, it, not a religion, but just a realization that um, we have an amazing, expansive, creative capacity to be in charge of what we want to experience here, and instead of um, you know just riding the roller coaster and feeling like we're we have to appease some higher <laughs> being um, in yeah. order to have a better experience that we actually have a lot more control than we ever realized. Mm, that sounds like it's got touches on um, animism uh, as well with the way you describe that. And maybe uh, you are actually integrating into like a more natural experience of, of self-religion and self-experience within the world and spirituality. That's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I would say, um, if you had to put me in a box, it would be K pagan with a lowercase p, <laughs> because <laughs> I believe that we're interconnected with you know with the earth and all created things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I appreciate the wisdom and the cycles of nature and our planet and and all of that. But um, I don't participate in any deity structures or religious institutional structures. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Okay. So, um, what is the science of soul, according to you? Mm, yeah, great question. So, mm, I call the the process of spiritual alchemy the science of soul. Alchemy has a really interesting story. Mm. Um, it it predates modern religion. Yeah. And it's actually connected to the what what once upon a time was called the inner mystery of the mystery religions, mm. but it's the secular version of that. And okay. so way back when, before Christianity in, you know, the ancient times originating probably in ancient Egypt, to the best of our knowledge, was this um, structure called the mystery religions. We call it the mystery religions now. They didn't call it that then, but. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That and, was just religion. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, this is what we do. But yeah. there was this, um, publicly accessible um kind of a, like a parabolic mm. format where there were gods and goddesses and um you know the their stories and their struggles and it was very human and and it kind of taught values and societal like norms and structures to yes. the public yes but the inner religion if one was interested in pursuing um a deeper understanding was this process of of realizing that all of those parables and stories are the surface and beneath the surface is the actual the actual actuality that um, we are creator beings yes that we're the heroes and the champions of our story that we can step into our own intuitive and expansive gift set that we can integrate with our soul self and we can channel that wisdom into our now moment and you know create 
based on our broader sense of what reality is. And um, there were many, many, many um, like copy paste mystery religions back around the first century when Christianity was born. And there's a lot of evidence that suggests that Christianity was pattern matched after the mystery religions and the fundamentalist Christian faith that we know was the outer religion and Gnosticism was the inner, the inner mystery. Um, And, and, and it just so happened that they got aligned with (laughs) a violent emperor who used fundamentalism as a club, right. To beat down um, adversaries, but alchemy survived because it wasn't associated with a religious structure. It was secular, Um, but it is still all about uncovering the essence of who we are and, and embodying one's higher form. And the parable of that was, turning lead into gold right yeah, right. but the inner mystery is we turn we transform ourselves from our ego-based self into um, integrating with our soul self perspective um, mm. and what that can mean for how we transform our personal experience and our shared experience and so the science of soul tells that story but in a new way within our new context a lot of the the symbolism and um, the the mm, just even the nomenclature in alchemy is very old, and it was meant to obscure truths because you know peeps were trying to not die <laughs> based <laughs> on persecution of the right. Christians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So it's a way of really tapping back into these truths that there are these phases and there are these stages, and we have a you are here map in spiritual alchemy so we understand where we are in our awakening cycle and what modalities or um what next steps in our own personal growth we might be aligned with to continue our momentum toward that ultimate like integration with our soul self wow cool that sounds like an excellent process so how does one embody their soul self what process is involved that's a great question well, it starts with several phases of of a healing journey of reconciling what beliefs we have accepted that we do or don't actually buy anymore. So yeah. shedding all of the layers of shoulds, um, shedding um, all of the, I guess, inherited belief structures and reexamining what truth means to us. And that's a huge healing process because a lot of our trauma is associated with um, those structures and um, the types of crappy behaviors that are perpetuated within those structures. And so we have to go on this personal healing journey, um, acknowledging our pain, but also um, acknowledging that there's power in the process of healing that. Um, Part of it is understanding the role of our ego self in this life and and you know a lot of spiritual teachers will talk about ego death and honestly we can't kill our ego um but we can like put it in the back seat instead of the driver's seat of our experience mm-hmm. and um, the ego is just here to protect us but it gets kind of um <laughs> it gets kind of excited about that job yeah. and likes to take over everything, right? And so, right. understanding and right sizing the role of the ego in our life is a part of it. And once we kind of have a handle on on that, we really develop a new understanding of who we are, and yeah, that right. we're more than that that ego self. Mm. That there is this more expansive part of us that we actually have access to that we might have called our guides before, or we might have called angels or ancestors before that's actually our own broader perspective and that we have the opportunity to not just like reach out to that and and can think of it as far away but realize it's right here in this moment and so the integration process is really about anchoring into that point of wisdom that is our essential our you know our essential self and living it out into our day So we often will start with having these beautiful moments in meditation or these beautiful moments on retreat where we're like feeling that zinginess. We're Mm -hmm. feeling that connectedness. We're feeling the live wire of that expansiveness. And the integration process allows us to 
not just have those beautiful high moments, but to learn how to embody that and walk that out into our relationships, Mm -hmm. into our decision-making, into, you know, our day-to-day. And by virtue of living from that perspective, we shift our experience, everything becomes transformed. Mm. And so it's, it's stepwise and it takes, you know, the, the foundation of those healing processes first, which we talk a lot about those on Gritty Mystic podcast, but then you are prepared then to really anchor into that, that truer self that you actually are and, and see how that can be channeled into everything you do every day. Mm. Mm. So as a part of this healing process, do you actually do any work with, um, say, your family line or your ancestor lines as well? I don't personally, but I I like to feature guests on my podcast that do do that work. And oh, yeah. I've worked with an epigeneticist, yeah. and that was really a revelation for me. Um, I think it's very, very important work. And um, yeah, it often... Um, a lot of the pain that we carry that we have the opportunity to see heal and release is related to our families. Yes. <laughs> so it yeah. becomes, yeah, very important to, to work with, with people who can help us acknowledge those parts of ourselves. Right. Do you guide people in those directions to when you're working with them? Say, so, okay, you need to go see this person and say, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we can assess kind of where someone is in this you are here map that is spiritual alchemy. Which of the phases mm. and stages are they in? And mm. and based on what's presenting for them, I can definitely point them in directions to professionals, practitioners that that specifically support those processes and that type of work for them. Okay. So this is a, um, a, a way of becoming the most authentic and powerful you. Yeah. Now, you said there's stages of this and like obviously people are coming to you in different stages already but they're a little bit awakened enough to go you i need this so that's that's a cool thing yeah. so, you, so basically you're just grabbing the by the hand and say you need this but you need this this and this as well um how do you recognize what stage people are at i mean how do you assess that that's 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 interesting yeah, yeah. Well, each of the stages kind of has some telltale signs oh, yeah. that are revealed in the type of um, what, what what feels intractable in that person's life at the moment, what feels tough and challenging and immovable. Mm. Those are clues to the, the, the themes that they're working on. And each okay. of the seven phases in spiritual alchemy kind of has its own theme. Um, and, and so that... Um, that helps us have a conversation around what might support that person in really seeing deeper into what is presenting for them. Because every time we come into contact with conflict, or I I call it contrast, is an opportunity to see something in a new way so that we can make a choice around it. So that we can decide, you know, what's for us and not for us so that we can see and heal those parts of us. We can reconcile those pieces, right? Mm. And, and so as we're, as we're talking, you know, as we're exploring what feels icky, what feels challenging, then there are clues that, that present themselves. So I can kind of, um, I, I never tell people, here's what you should do, but, um, right. Allow them to begin to flex the muscle of what feels in alignment with me, mm. because the 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 seven stages have these like three overarching themes, and um, that that map onto what I've been working with with my own guide team and um, the three phases, the three stages that I call align, allow, and be. Mm. And so the first two phases of alchemy are really about aligning with that authentic self, which is that soul self perspective. And that means that we're kind of burning down a lot of stuff that is no longer for us. And those structures that have prohibited us from living as our authentic self, right? And so when we're in that align phase and we're really working through trauma, all different types of trauma, then there are lots of different opportunities that we can explore for assisting that process and feeling supported in that. When we're in the allow phase, what I'm listening for is 
um, really ways that um, people are trying to push an agenda upon themselves and then judging themselves for when things don't feel like they're working according yeah, right. to plan. Of course, yeah. Um, versus the subtle, like connecting with one's, you know, essential self perspective and mm. allowing the universe to speak through them and, and finding their way into flow instead of thinking they have to do certain things to be a certain way. It's really the other way around is starting to practice with being um, so that they can allow what's meant for them to, to come in, into, to play for them. And then the B part is really all about that anchoring into oneself and becoming their soul self perspective. And so different things present there, like um, the dark night of the soul might present there. Um, the, um, really coming into contact with with profound giftedness and feeling afraid to express that giftedness might come there. Yeah. Um, so what where they are in their being journey um, will present in different ways, but it allows us to go so much deeper into what they're capable of doing while remembering. There's nothing that we have to do while we're here. There's just a lot of potential for what we can become if we allow it to be. Mm, it sounds like you're also assisting people in tuning into their intuition and what their soul is talking to them about when it comes to their expression of their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some people experience that in terms of those inner whispers, those mm. nudges. Sometimes mm. it's entirely in their bodies. Sometimes it's these thoughts that I should do this, talk to this person, consider, you know, this new thing. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's formatted like it feels like channeling. It could be through automatic writing. It could mm. be, you know, we formalize it through the format we call channeling, but really what it is is connecting to that soul self and yes. giving it a voice, right? Mm -hmm. But eventually it just becomes who we are. Yeah, right. If we allow that that to mm. be. Yeah. It becomes embodied. Mm. Yes. Okay. okay. So um that sort of process is a shifting from me to we, um, as you've described. Yeah. So um when that happens for people, what happens to them? Mm. Well, it's actually really gorgeous because in modern culture where we're taught that in order to become something special, we have to individualize and um, we have to be distinct from everyone else. And what we realize on in a in a truly um embodied spiritual journey is that we are all one and that as I go deeper into embodying my soul self's perspective, I realize not only am I an expansive being and a lot of the things that I've attached um, to throughout my life that would signal success before have literally no meaning anymore. <laughs> mm, yes. But, but that my concerns are no longer for promoting myself therefore like how we can co-create something better together so at first when we're healing we're really focused on our ourself right and all of the we're being the cycle breaker for our lineage we're we're releasing traumas in our life we're accepting all of the parts that we've shoved into our our shadow side that we've thought were shameful before now just realize oh that's just me <laughs> and i can be the higher vibrational you know aspect of whatever um mm. that is and i can realize that sex is sacred and i can realize you know all of these things that i've been taught are shameful about myself that those are untrue stories yes. but then as as, as we we go deeper into this process and realize that we're not only a powerful creator of our own experience, we are co-creators, then yes. suddenly there's greater work that's possible. And then we can realize I'm not a victim of the tumult that's happening in my culture right now or in my mm. city or, mm. or, you know, whatever that feels beyond our control that actually together, um, we've got quite a bit of pull here. Yes. <laughs> we've got yeah. quite a bit of say and and we we have this beautiful opportunity to co-create in new ways that opens up and becomes possible for us 
Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally the transformation of the ego led into the gold spirituality of self and um, unself at the same time by the sound of it. It's a pretty zen Absolutely. sort of space. So, um, yeah. yeah, interesting, very interesting, just alignment with the with the Tao and and the flow of life. Uh, okay, so you yeah. activate potential in people. Um, and um, as a part of that, do you teach people to do what you do or do you just help or do you, you know, in, just help individuals or groups at the same time? I mean, when, how do you work with this? I mean, I don't understand how you'd, how you'd help many people unless it's all one-on-one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right, right now I'm primarily focused on one-on-one work. Yeah. Um, because um, while I have this, I see the map, I see the process, and I am, I'm networked with all of these beautiful healers and practitioners. Yeah. One's yeah. journey to getting to this point of, of integration with the soul self is very individual. Right. And so that's where yeah. what I'm calling coaching comes into play. But it really what I'm doing, it's really a mentorship in being. It's helping, it's coming alongside that individual and and helping them sense into where that anchor point is for them. So that right. while we're together, we're practicing that. And so while we're apart, they can still find that yes. and bring that forward and be more present with it in their day-to-day life and just witness with them what transforms and changes mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. things that were intractable that we started to work on, right? Yeah. Um, how that shifts everything. And so it's really a, a mentoring in in embodying one's soul self. Yeah. Um, I have, um, I don't know exactly how I do it, but... Um, when people are with me, they they are connected to their voice in a new way. Mm. And so they can begin to to articulate what they want to need and what they prefer as they're, you know, moving in in and among these, you know, um nuance, nuanced pieces of their healing journey. And and so that activates something new inside of them so that they can see things crystallized in a new way. Mm. And and I hold an expansive space, which they then can can begin to mirror. And once you feel that expansive space for yourself, and once you anchor into it, then you can begin to create it for yourself, right? Yeah, right. And so for it's sure. very, very much, yeah, a way of, um, you know, dipping into the pool so that, um, you know, others can then create that that experience for themselves. Mm-hmm. So the the energy that you embody actually does allow people to to crack open in their own personal way yeah yeah yeah. it is very individual though yeah Um, and so that's that's why i'm struggling with some of the words to describe exactly what the process is because it's so it's so individual at first but the ultimate place that we land is really finding that that um that authentic space within oneself and Mm. and embodying that in day-to-day life yeah well, by by my read, it's like you are actually reaching for the ineffable anyway. So put words around; it's quite hard. <laughs> right, right, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are words in that space? I don't. That's know. right. It's just ex- it's experiencing <laughs> the, the now, and this is it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay, have you noticed any patterns with uh, the people that you work with? Like uh, a common stuck points that um, seem to come up, and um, and then patterns of movement through those stuck points yeah um i some of the stuckness that i see a lot of the times is being seen as one's authentic self that that being seen piece has been um a really big one and i think um given what's happening in the astrological space right now is really going to um some stuff is going to break loose in new ways, but when we we come through these these stages of of healing and releasing and realizing and aligning with our authentic self, there's mm. still these attachments to relationships that we have, whether they be family or friends or network or old job, right? Yeah. And so, as people are stepping more, when they find that the alignment with their their authentic self, for example 
means that they want to shift into a spiritually aligned career. Being seen as that person becomes a challenge. So being it's there's this tension between how do I show up as my authentic self and how do I be seen <laughs> as my authentic right. self? Yeah, right. It's like people being afraid saying? of judgment, yeah. right? <laughs> right, right. And so we we can really sabotage our own efforts yes. um, to step more fully into that space when we're we're carrying that fear, when we're carrying that um I, I don't know. Um, it, it can manifest in different ways for different people, but that that work it is really common. That um, from what I'm I'm seeing, and as we're shifting now in the month of July to the Aries and Libra nodes access, we we shift to different nodes accesses of the Moon every 18 months, and this one is all about authenticity. Ooh. It's all about shedding people pleasing. It's mm. all about re-examining every relationship where we've kind of folded ourselves up into a pretzel to be what someone wants us to be for them. Yes. And really stepping more more firmly into who we really are so that we can be authentic in mm. our relationships, in our way of being, in our career, um, and in our communities. And so I think we're gonna see new new level of support for that work um, for all of us in the next 18 months, which I find to be really exciting. That's excellent. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I didn't know about that aspect of the change in the nodes, but that's very cool. And I, I'm sure that's going to be a great benefit of many people. In fact, all of society as uh, ways of being and ways of understanding ways of, of expressing the self and ways of uh, um, self-acceptance get burned away and yeah. changed. That's what's happening. So that's a good thing. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you've got um, methods of transformation, and part of that you have mountaintop exercises in being. What does what does that mean to you, and and how do you express that? Mm. Well, part of that is um, in these transformational coaching um, contexts when we're feeling into this um, soul self space. Um, but part of it is a vision that I have for um, the future where those who are doing this work, who are really in that embodiment day-to-day <clears throat> work of, of um, forming groups where we yeah. can sit in being yeah. and capital B being. And so we're all, we would all be anchoring into that soul self perspective and, and, what can be created when we're able to hold that in space together. It's kind mm. of similar to, um, I don't know if you've, you've spoken to any mediums on your show. A lot of mediums when they're in training will have these groups that they sit in and, and together they create ease in accessing their gifts and the unseen world when right. they're sitting in circles with others who are doing the same work. And so mm-hmm. it's a it's a great way of training. Um, but it's a great way to to really sense the nuances of your own inner space mm-hmm. as well as how we're interconnected. And so yeah, I have a vision for for that. It's not quite the right timing, but it's something that anyone can create. So if you have friends or, you know, um, spiritual entrepreneur colleagues that that are really you know they're doing this work they're in this space that mm. that you spend time sitting and being together yes. um, the next level experience and and wisdom and clarity that becomes available is is just off the hook and and a lot of times you know um, healers or people who are practitioners who go on retreat together will experience this naturally. Yes. But let's bring it to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone yeah. should have a chance to experience that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, as as a group, uh, when you bring together the people of like mind, like intention, and like uh, transformation. If you have people in that group which are a little bit more advanced than others, they pull each other up, and yes, into, into the into the opening of self and change. Um, years ago, I had an experience with that when I was uh, working with some spirits, and uh, the house of people I was living with was a band, and basically, um, as far as I could tell, everyone was just numb. <laughs> 
know, so yeah. And I was saying to the spirit, I said, "Look, I, I want to make everyone wake up as well. You know, how do we how do we get everyone everyone in this house to wake up together?" And and the spirit just said to me straight up, "Look, just be you around them." Yes, that right there. Yeah, that yeah, right and there. it worked. And I just noticed over a period of months, people started to ask questions and think in different ways. I was like, "Yes, it's working." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you so shifted was, the gravity in the room. Yeah. Well, well, I think I shift. Like, I it wasn't like it was intentional. It just happened because I was tuning up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so taking that initiative for yourself helps others so if you think oh i can't do this all alone well you won't be because you know as soon as you start doing it everyone around you starts to wake up and open up and change as well yeah absolutely can't help can't help it no that's it that's it uh okay i'm just thinking about the next question is there any questions you'd like me to ask um In alignment with what we've been talking about. Yeah. Okay, I've got an, I've well, got an one idea. Question. You go, you okay. go, you go first. Well, one question that sometimes um, people will ask me is what's the end game <laughs> of all of this, right? Okay. Like we're here in this experience, and if we're going to go through all of these processes of healing and refining and, and all of that, what's the end game here? <laughs> Yeah. What are we really aiming toward? What yes. does expanded consciousness mean? And the end game, what people have called transcendence in the past, is actually coherence. And so we're in a space now where we're able to integrate what we know about quantum physics into what we know about metaphysics. Hmm. And what we know about quantum physics is that when... um an element is coherent in its in its vibrational you know frequency then everything around it becomes coherent and right. so it really has a lot to do with you know what you just shared that when you were just standing in your authenticity and being with a capital b yeah you brought a new level of awareness and consciousness to everything around you yes. and so as we are working our way through this spiritual alchemical process of shifting from lead into our own gold, really the end game is coherence. Mm -hmm. And when we are bringing or focusing on our own coherence, we will see radical shifts around us and can then in concert with others bring a broader coherence to this experience here. And I, I hear a lot of people in newer new age circles talking about ascension and I caution those that I work with to um, be wary of anything related to the concept of ascension that um, is attached to escapism, because yeah. that's very much a fundamentalist belief yes. that um, the earth is trash. And, yeah, yeah, that's and it. And it's going like, to get burned down. We're going to leave anyway. Yeah, and so, <laughs> exactly. Let's do what we can to get on out of here. When yeah. in reality, this work of bringing coherence to the experience here is about creating that new earth experience versus escaping one for another one. Mm. And so, I, you know, just really thinking about the fact that whatever you pour into yourself, into your own healing yes. journey, into becoming your most authentic and powerful self is this coherence work and mm. it affects not only you but everyone around you and it's a beautiful thing once you can really stand in confidence around that um yes. to really witness what you're doing you're a very powerful being mm, mm. A, a lot of this sounds like a good dose of intuition and um we discussed that before i mean do you have any tips for people on like basically getting in touch with um the first steps of you know grabbing a hold of that intuition and being with it and um maybe even having a taste of their authentic selves i mean is that is there anything that they can do yeah yeah you know um first is just realizing that we all have access to vast intuitive capability mm. and and just allowing that fact to kind of settle in 
that everyone has access to intuition. Everyone has access to, you know, extrasensory ability, if you if you want to call it that. And where it starts is in the body. We have, we're very mental beings in our modern cultures. We're very mentally focused. um, And we hold a lot of wisdom and trauma in our bodies. And so if we're not hearing our nudges, if intuition is unclear or we're not trusting it, um, there might be things that we need to shift in our body in order to allow that to come to the surface because our body is a massive store of wisdom. It is basically our first brain. (laughs) And when we can integrate our mind and our body, we have access to deeper, clearer, intuitive um, wisdom and understanding. And so often um, at earlier stages in the align and allow processes, um, one might become involved in like somatic practices, shifting energy in their body, shadow work practices that integrate body movement, like perhaps yoga or other types of fluid movement um, to shift our experience in our body, but also to reconnect with feeling our entire body and grounding that into the earth. And, and then realizing that often these intuitive nudges, the these intuitive hits or wisdom occur in our body first before they form thoughts. And so once we're able to really connect with our body and appreciate our body and love on it and release some of the, the trauma that we might be holding in there, we we realize that it's happening all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are right. constantly receiving um information and 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 you know, each of our bodies kind of has a way that we like to, you know, like specific areas of our body that we might like to um, really um, resonate with new information or receive new information or perhaps different types of information will, um, you know, um, manifest in different parts of our body. Mm-hmm. And that that in and of itself is part of the wisdom of interpreting what it means for us. But um, really connecting with one's body is a first step to allowing intuition to flow more easily with greater ease and clarity in our lives. And then, you know, when we have that acceptance that, yes, we have access to intuition and we, you know, are allowing our body as a fine-tuned communication instrument to to pull in that wisdom, that it's kind of outside of our thinking brain, then we can connect that that thinker and um, and we can start to interpret what those signals mean to us. But if you are, are spiritually inclined and with whatever frame works for you, whether it's spiritual alchemy or something else, if you're grounded and you're also connected to that essential self part of you, that's an, another way to clarify what you're receiving and give it a greater context so that you can develop more nuanced um, um, ways of understanding and defining next steps that you would like to take or not take around the information that you receive. Um, and so there, yeah, that, that's really how it works for everyone is first, we just, we just realize what our capabilities are. We have to, to work with our body, but also connect with that higher part of ourselves, that wise, broader perspective of ourselves. And it becomes really easy to, to understand that information and, and access a lot more than we ever dreamed possible. Mm, Yeah. It does seem like that uh, if you really do look at it, once you start to wake up to this sort of work and the way that your body is changing and the way that your soul is changing, if you take a careful look back over time, you were always doing it, but the, the difference yeah. is you're now conscious of it. Right. And and you become conscious of times when you ignored those signals and yes, things as happened. Well. As well. Yeah, <laughs> right? like I've had times where I've laid there on the floor just shaking, going, oh, no, I sold out of myself. That was bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't need to have regrets about it. We could just no, realize, no, no. Hey, that was just how it was. That's just what happened, you know. Yeah, it was, it was all a part of the education. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we are going through quite challenging times, and um, that's happening for everyone um, in in the West, as far as I know, because it seems to be in the news consist- consistently over and over. Whether that's a you know another PR campaign by them to keep us all in fear, I don't know. But um, it does seem like like there's a lot going on and that um, we are um, facing 
bigger and greater challenges. Is there any tips for the listeners out there that you'd like to share about how to walk through apocalypse with grace? Because apocalypse just means the true revealing. What does that mean for you and how how can people get through that gracefully? Mm, I love that you asked this question and and mentioned that, you know, apocalypse is about revealing because when we think about our own healing journey, we can't heal anything that we don't see, mm. that we aren't willing to pay attention to and attend to. Yeah. And when all of this stuff is being churned up like it is right now, this is an opportunity to see what's always been there, but it's been under the surface. It's been mm. lacquered over. And yeah. and now we we for sure have the opportunity collectively to go through these same steps of aligning, allowing, and being, to choose who we want to be together. And with all of this churned up, this is an opportunity to make a different choice. Are we going to tamp things back down? Are we going to invest in institutions that don't have our best interest at heart? Or are we going to stand in our power? Yeah. Are we going to align our values with, with who we become and who we are together? Mm. Are we going to take this opportunity to heal yeah. all of all of this stuff that's getting turned up because it's not going to go away we can yeah. shove it down again if we want to make that choice i hope we don't yeah i hope we choose to to really come together and heal it and realize that we are invested in this together if you you know align with you know unity consciousness and the fact mm -hmm. that we've come here um for a purpose and we have you know individual meaningful contributions but together really what we're do what we're here to do is to heal this stuff stuff yeah. and to to make way for something new and better um a different experience here and so i i, I caution i'm, I'm not going to say i'm excited about it because it's hard <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> yeah. but as i see this happening i see it as an opportunity yes. i see all of these challenges and all of this tumult as an opportunity for all of us to step into what can we co-create together how can we heal this what can my contribution be um again thinking in terms of our our personal coherence but also broader coherence how can we bring coherence to this um there's so much opportunity in and so staying clear of, of fear is really a big step um really anchoring in and connecting to that soul self perspective can really help you um just kind of siphon off some of those feelings because that fear feeling is is definitely something that's perpetuated in the media mm -hmm. and with too much consumption of of you know, one-sided news um, yes. can can really be triggering, right? Absolutely. Um, really feel out of control, really feel like, you know, what the heck? I mean, is this worth it? I mean, yeah, all of those right. thoughts disempower us. Yeah, and it. we have the opportunity to step into our power. And and um, so really watching your feeling states is, is important. And knowing what helps you um shift your feeling states i call them you know and i talk on my program and and with friends and with clients about having your break the glass practices so in case of emergency break the glass yes. <laughs> so when you realize <laughs> you're spinning out or you're feeling that fear or that dread like when you realize that you're in that feeling state what are your go-to practices to to really shift that feeling state to at least a more neutral space Space yeah. so that you can, you know, really be rooted in your own clarity again. Um, because it's kind of like when we're throwing rocks in a lake um, here in Minnesota, and as the rocks hit the lake, not only do you have the ripples, but you're churning up the dirt underneath, right? And so, mm. clarity, no clarity, zero clarity. <laughs> the water <laughs> looks all muddy and murky, yeah. um, and you don't know what's swimming in it anymore. Mm. But if you're able to, to at least go to a neutral place at first and allow that stillness to come in. You have an opportunity to to find that clarity and make a different choice. Mm -hmm. And so really managing those feeling states is our work right now. And it's hard work. Mm -hmm. I think managing those uh, feeling states in the right way would be when you actually throw that rock across the lake and it skips instead. <laughs> yeah there you go there you go <laughs> yeah 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 no very good words and um very good recommendations there i can see that um that would help a lot of people um because i mean we are going through times which yeah uh 
are challenging in different ways to ev- for everyone. Now, Tracy, yeah. you've got your um, your podcast, The Gritty Mystic, and um, how can people find you and listen to you and also engage in you and your work? Mm. Well, um, you can visit me at grittymystic.com. Um, Gritty Mystic is on the, all of the, the major podcast platforms, and you can access them on the website, or if you got a, a podcasting app on your phone, you, you can find me there. Um, on the website, um, you can also learn more about transformational coaching and the, the work that we've been talking about and yes. what might feel aligned to you. But the podcast um, comes out with a new conversation every other week and features some really amazing people doing phenomenal work. Mm. Um, and and surely you'll find someone there that you resonate with that speaks directly to to whatever you're going through right now, whatever feels challenging or intractable, whatever feels tender and wants support and attention. There are lots of beautiful souls out there ready to, to assist. And so, yeah, my website is a hub for everything. I hang out a lot on Instagram. Um, I'm on threads now, TikTok, but the website is a great place to start. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'll direct everyone to your website and I'll put that in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, really, it's been a pleasure talking to you, um, Tracy. And yeah, 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 there's a lot of opportunity to really experience something deeper yes. um, in our lives and and you can choose to embrace that if that's part of your journey, yeah. it's there for you. That's right. That's right. Authenticity is something that we all seem to get to in the end because we have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way to really attune and become a core in accord with the universe and the flow of everything. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah. Thank you. All power to you in your work. And you as well. Thank you so much for right. holding this beautiful space for us today. Thank you. All right. Bye for now. It was a pleasure talking to Tracy today. She's definitely on the path of um, bringing people towards a greater enlightenment of the self. And I think that personally is uh, a great and noble, noble work. So thank you so much again for listening. And if you have anything that you'd like to share in the show, please get in contact with me at supernormalized at proton.me. And uh, until next week, it's bye for now.